I'm still drinking my Mammoth of a Crowler, um, the IPA from One Love Brewery, Lincoln, New Hampshire. What's up, guys? It's Corey. I've got a Smoothie Dreams from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company out of, you know, nobody knows where it's from, but uh, looks pretty cool. Doesn't doesn't seem to fail every time beer just goes flying everywhere. Uh, a Harbor Walk Citra Pale Ale by the uh, Hopsters Brewing Company. It's a double ganger from uh, Treehouse Brewery. Uh, we're top shelf fantasy, uh, drinking the most top shelf beers. Um, Podcast 48, so I was just looking at this, and I just realized that as people are getting crowned fantasy football champions, we'll be on our 50th podcast. 50th. Crazy. That's, I mean, it, when, when you think about it, it's it's been a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, Top Child Fantasy Podcast 48, Is December 12th. Yeah, look at uh, the color on this one. Spotify. Whoa, that's like a... D- uh, yeah. Dude, it looks like a uh, like a Bloody Mary almost. It legitimately yeah, tastes like a smoothie. It tastes like an actual berry smoothie. It's, oh, you're gonna have to pass it's ale brewed with blueberry, cherry, vanilla, and milk sugar. Where's that coming out of? Uh, Pepper Beverage? Yeah, Pepper Beverage. Catch Sorry, Pepper Beverage hooking up with the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company out of Elmsford, New York. Very, very mm-hmm. solid. Let's. I, I'll have a sip too. <laughs> Everybody oh, help so yourself. It kind of like shit. Yeah, I did it like first. a couple times. Yeah. Gave a couple, couple, couple cool. tilts. Oh, that's not, that's like not bad. Yeah, that's right. not bad. Uh, yeah, find us on Twitter <laughs> and <football>. Instagram. <laughs> top shelf FNTSY. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fantasy football podcast with, with beer on it. We actually got to hook up. We actually so next year, uh, beer fueled fantasy. It's a group of guys that we get to hook up with next year because they they do we, the same stuff. So we got to like yeah, mail was, them out some treehouse beer and be like, yo, let's be. Fun. I think it was too late this year, but they want to do like a couple mock drafts with us. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll do that. Well, um, we got to figure out our technology too on how to like hook it up and have yeah. somebody call in. We'll have a lot m- more time after the season to really get some stuff down. But yeah, hopefully we, we can always use the conference it. room at my office. Okay, we got all that tech set up. It's not. It's not too bad. <laughs> That's a good idea. I get keys to get in there after hours, so we're good. Just yeah, employers aren't listening. We should probably do like a podcast too over like the top shelf, top five beers of the season. Yeah, kind of thing. Oh, it's not a bad. Not idea. including treehouse. Go back yes. to not, yes. not, not including treehouse. Yeah. Then all right. Well, then <laughs> it's uh, it's Cloud mighty candy. squirrel and yeah, cloud candy. Squirrel, yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Poll predictions. Um. I, I'm jokingly uh, saying that Jerome Boger is going to be assigned to the pass and since the game, and then the Monday Night Football cat destroys him and he gets a restraining order. Um, <laughs> but I, it, one of the one of the bold predictions that I had and was thinking about was the Patriots' offense. Um, they lost a home game, which hasn't happened in like 18 straight games. Twenty one. Twenty one. They. I, I just feel like they're going to destroy the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that Tom Brady's a top five quarterback this week. Yeah, Interesting, boy. You'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. Chee Um, I love the bull prediction, Tom. Great work. Mine is I still can't pronounce this guy's last name. I I, I want to say Lard, but Pat Laird. Definitely Laird. Laird. Pat Lard. Um, referee assignments. Yeah. So. <laughs> Are you really <laughs> sorry? Yeah. No, so- we'll pause real quick. Corey, go. Boger's got Dolphins, Giants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he sense. got screwed up. Right, you know what, buddy? Don't start Ryan Fitzmagic. You <laughs> got to sign of the worst game of the year. It's his punishment. Yeah, love you love Dolphins, good, Giants. Good, good. Are you sure Larry's going to be Pat, top five back now? <laughs> Pat, Pat's Bengals is Alex Kemp, who yeah. I don't even know who that no, is. No, he, 
he is because that's the only thing person snugging a call for stuff is Pat Laird. So <laughs> Pat, I think Pat Laird is going to be a top five back. Bold prediction. Uh, bold prediction is personal for me on this one. Um, I wake up Monday, Tuesday morning. To um, punch Jerome Boger in the face. It, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, if that's not personal. I'm in prison. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I say I hate fantasy football. I say it's stupid. Um, but uh, as I was typing it out, as I was thinking about it before we started the podcast, I'm like, well, there's probably a good shot that happens. Uh, I'm in three leagues still. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully I can move on from at least one of them. Um, hopefully all three. That'd be great. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Alrighty. And my, uh, bull prediction is also very personal. AJ Green <laughs> plays this week against New England. I've rostered him all year. Come on, baby. Cry face, cry face, cry face, cry face. Do you really want his first game to be against Stephon Gilmore? Well, the problem is if he plays him, or if he, if he's healthy and he's active, I'm still not playing him <laughs> yeah, under any circumstance, sure. but yeah. I want him to be out there. You know, I want him to do good and I can start him he, in the championship. He can week. play one play and you, you hit your bold prediction. Yeah. So all just, I need him is out. You go out there and block. Just me. rest. Just rest. Just the rest. funny it. thing is, is when you see all these players, even some of them have like a three week injury. Most teams are putting them on the IR. AJ Green is still not on the a IR. A 15-week non-IR. They mishandled this so bad. The so entire bad. Season. Terrible. I don't know whose call that is either. Is it the head coaches? Like, Zach Taylor, hey, hi. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Imagine I, I don't if the, the it, medical but... staff's just been telling the coach the entire time, yeah, this guy's not going to play. And he's like, nah, you know what? I'm Zach Taylor. I need I need my number one receiver. Blech. All right, starting sits. Stadum Sidum. Stadum Sidum. Scotty, quarterback. Cha. Um, kind of piggybacking off of Tom's um, bowl prediction. Mr. Tom Brady is my quarterback start of the week. The exact same thing that Tom said. They, they've they lost um, a couple of times the last few weeks. They lost at home, which does not happen. They have a cake matchup. If there's a game that Tom Brady wants to show the league, I still got it. We're still here. It's against Cincinnati, and they should destroy them because they were embarrassed last week. They got screwed last week. They're, they're going to come out guns a-blazing. And then I'll hand this one to Craig because Craig has a uh, Tom Brady as a sit. Yeah, so I have Tom Brady as a sit because I've watched um, football uh, the past <laughs> three weeks. And Tom because Brady, he's no receivers. So the thing is is this is that, yeah, they have no receivers, but but Tom Brady has had a personal struggle with the team. He's been yelling at him on the sidelines. You saw that nationally. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be some issues, I feel like, still going forward. Um, and Cincinnati Bengals are in the top ten, or excuse me, um, bottom seven. I don't know how do you want to say it, but they don't allow like a lot top of passing worst. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. They, well, no, they don't actually allow. If you really think about it, they don't allow a lot of passing touchdowns, and that's going to be something that the Patriots or Tom Brady, excuse me, is going to need for fantasy points. And again, for completions, this is a number I looked at this this week. They're bottom three in completions. There's not a lot of teams that are actually passing on them because a lot of them are up and they're going to be running. So I, I just think that is going to be more of a run heavy game. That's why I don't think Tom Brady's going to have a good week. That's why I have him as the sit. Uh, my quarterback start is Josh Allen. Um, we talked about rushing quarterbacks. We talked about uh, Josh Allen uh, for the last couple weeks. Uh, keep putting him out there. I mean, he's a, a top 10 quarterback, and I, I still don't feel like he is being recognized as a top 10 quarterback. So start Josh Allen. 
Yeah, and I wanted to uh, <laughs> kind of piggyback off your Josh Allen and swap over my bonus start of the week, which was uh, Cole Beasley. I just think Beasley's – he's always been kind of underrated for what he's provided, but he's never really put up big flashy stats. He's not really done anything super flashy this year either, but he's been – fantastic in Buffalo as far as his fit for the scheme goes. He's gelled with Josh Allen pretty much off the bat. And the whole offense has looked pretty, I don't know, pretty well-oiled, which is rare for a Buffalo offense. Admittedly, there's been strings of games where he's only found the end zone, which has kind of artificially inflated his numbers. But those points still count, even though they might kind of be a little bit jaded in there. But ultimately, it looks like he's getting the looks in the red zone. And with Allen's mobility, defenders have to account for his legs. If he moves outside of the pocket, you see defenders commit to him, which leaves Beasley open. And Beasley's a guy who doesn't really quit on plays. You saw him do it with Romo his whole career, where Romo would kind of do the same thing as Allen, maybe a little bit less efficiently, but he would get outside the pocket or he'd move the pocket and Beasley would run his route and be the only guy open in the end zone. Beasley's not a guy who's going to get 15 targets and put up a hundred yards and a score, but he's, getting looks in the red zone. He's doing his job. He doesn't drop balls. He converts most of his targets into catches. Really exactly what a rookie quarterback needs. And I don't think a lot of people respect that he's a viable fantasy start. Almost, you know, half the games this season, maybe three quarters of them. Take take name away from numbers. Yeah, every time. <laughs> and if you go back and you look at Beasley's numbers, he's a solid start, especially this week. Yeah, and yep. you see what happened to him last week, too, again uh, against Baltimore. Yeah, he had that touchdown. Yeah, he had that two-point conversion. But... It was Baltimore where they had Marlon Humphrey on him, and they have had one of the best secondaries of the last part or the later part of the season. So a lot of people are down on him just specifically because of that game. You know, yes, everyone was happy they got that touchdown, but I would expect this week to be, you know, more in the realm of, you know, 50, 70 yards, um, you know, or even more. You know, he had 110 against Dallas. So that, that that's definitely, I would say, you know, a, a great floor for the guy. Craig, your quarterback start. Ryan Tannehill. Great uh, start. Definitely a guy <laughs> that I've been riding the last couple of weeks. We had a uh, who should I start. You listened or, to our last podcast. Yeah, we, we <laughs> talked we talked a lot about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they're facing Houston where uh, their secondary has not been that great. Uh, I just think that you got to ride the hot hand. Uh, I absolutely believe that Ryan Tannehill this week is going to be able to get to A.J. Brown. I think um, maybe a little bit. Uh, Adam Humphreys might come back. Not sure if that's going to really mean too, too much anyway, but... He has been hot. He has been uh, doing everything well. So there's really no reason for me to sit him. We talked about, you know, who we would play him in front of. Uh, Dak was a guy that we said we'd play him in front of. And Kyler Murray is a guy that we've said we'd play in front of. And a lot of people think he's still in that area. But I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised, um, you know, if you saw him again in the upper 20s uh, or maybe even 30s, which is fantastic numbers for quarterback. And that's at probably his average maybe what I'm thinking and if his floor is really low 20s you you've won already so Ryan Tannehill's my start yeah I think uh I, um one of the reasons that Ryan Tannehill has really been succeeding this year is uh the the come on of AJ Brown uh I remember when Ryan Tannehill first took over uh as quarterback for Marcus Mariota uh Corey Davis was the guy everybody would say go pick up Corey Davis go pick up Corey Davis and the more and more I was looking at him like wait a second AJ Brown is one the guy they the, this offense drafted 
and he's just more athletic than than Corey Davis. And I think what A.J. Brown does, the routes that he runs, the position that he plays on the field, uh, and what he means to Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he he's, he's literally everything to Ryan Tannehill. He plays the slot. He plays the deep threat. He plays red zone. He can play the jump ball. Go and look at his, at his slot percentage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, A.J. Brown – I think is in for a big week, and I, I I just think these two go hand in hand. If you're playing DFS, you're looking for a nice cheap stack. AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill is a stack to take. Yep, love that stack, love it for sure. Um, so my quarterback start of the week is Jacoby Brissett. He started off the season super hot. I think I said way back when he was on pace to lead the touch or lead the league in touchdowns. He cooled down quite a bit after that, and I really think part of that's due to losing dynamic playmakers like T.Y. Hilton and even Paris Campbell to some extent. However, T.Y. looks like he does have an outside shot to play this week. If he does, that's obviously a huge boost for Jacoby as well. If he doesn't play, though, I still expect Brissett to have a huge day against a really less than impressive New Orleans defense who just had a shootout with San Fran in one of the highest scoring games really we've ever seen. What was it, 48-46? Yeah. If you hit, if you hit the over on that, good job. Uh, I'd comfortably say you can pencil Brissett in for like 18 points, which is usually a pretty good output for a quarterback one, but I think he really has the potential to give you something closer to 23 to 25. Um, again, regardless of if T Y goes and Paris Campbell's already out, he still has Zach Pascal. He's got Marcus Johnson who looked good last week. Marlon Max back. He still has Naheem Hines. He's got other weapons. That he's, can... he's making supplemental pieces to this offense become relevant, Marcus which is, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is crazy. It's the sign of a good Jacoby. quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's, yeah. that's what makes a good quarterback. Yeah, so I think he's I, a comfortable start. He's also my dynasty quarterback, so. <laughs> You're welcome for that trade. Um, so, on the flip side, my quarterback sit. It's a guy who's tough to sit based on name alone, but we harp on this. Separate name from stats. My quarterback sit is Aaron Rodgers. The last time we saw Rodgers and the Packers take on the Bears, it was an absolute snooze fest in week one. It was a 10-3 to game where Rodgers barely uh, surpassed 200 yards and only threw for one touchdown. He looked confused under pressure. He struggled to get the offense in a rhythm. And we talked about this in the last podcast with divisional opponents. There's often some sort of effect on one another just with familiarity or whatever it might be where these games are much more difficult than your than your other games on, on the schedule. I think we could be in for more of the same this week like we saw in week one, just a kind of defensive showdown or just like almost an inept offense showdown, a war of attrition more more or less. I just think there are better options out there like Ryan Tannehill or all of our other quarterback starts this week who are much more able to give you a better output than Aaron Rodgers. And Tannehill is still only 64% on, so you might be able to pick him up in your league, which is crazy. I, I would think in one quarterback league, uh, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett are out there. I, I think Josh Allen, Allen is likely owned and probably started in most cases. Um Hopefully. I just love to harp on Josh Allen. Yeah, but I think you're right. Tom Brady and uh, Jacoby Brissett are probably both available. Can yeah. I can I ask the question, who would you start, Ryan Tannehill or Josh Allen? I'm I would start Tannehill. I'm, I'm Tannehill. Allen. Ooh. But that's just, that's just... Yeah, I'm actually playing Tannehill over Allen. I would play Tannehill, but Allen gives you an added level with what he does with his feet. For sure. I mean, right. Tannehill is, is capable, but He's Allen capable, is yeah. He's above decent. average, far above average. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, uh, so my quarterback sit is Carson Wentz. I hate doing this. Um. Yeah. So Alshon Jeffries on IR. <laughs> I'm kidding. They, I mean, it's it's the right thing they to have do. No receivers. 
they have they have no wide receivers right now. And Carson Wentz, a good quarterback. I, I was talking to uh, a, a, a couple of our buddies, and I was saying, what do you think of Carson Wentz? Do you think he's a good quarterback? What do you think he is? A lot of people were saying he's an average quarterback. I think that Car- Carson Wentz is actually above average quarterback. I think when given the right pieces, he's, you know, obviously a better quarterback than when he has nothing. Uh, right now he has nothing. So I don't think you can roll forward with him again. All of our quarterback starts, you should be playing over Carson Wentz. Uh, it's just hard to do. I mean, he's had a good couple of weeks. I mean, you see what Alshon, one pass catcher, one, one wide receiver, what it means to Carson Wentz. And that's the difference between an uh, quarterback one and a quarterback three. So anyway. All right, and my sit of the week is Jared Goff. Um, I know he was kind of obvious, but the last two weeks, 24 points, well, 25 points, and then 18 points. So he's come back to life a little bit, got some players back. But he goes against Dallas this week, which is a pretty good defense. Um, I think you can see him come back down to earth. I'm not I – mean, I, I don't see him scoring, you know, the, the six points he averaged before – week 12 but um i don't see him being a top 12 quarterback this week so if you have an option to play him or someone else pick that other guy don't play jared goff um he makes everyone around him worse (laughs) (laughs) so yeah scotty not mincing worse and yeah (laughs) just do not play this guy um i'll go to my quarterback my running back start is uh patrick laird just like my bold prediction I think he's a top five guy. Even if, he, if he's not, it's, it, he's still in a great spot against um, the Giants. With a, I mean, it could, it could be a snooze fest, but he's getting the carries. He's getting re- receptions. He's gotten f- fifteen points and eleven points the last two weeks. He's a great flex play over a lot of other guys that are out there. Like I would play him before I play um, a guy like Marlon Mack which is crazy, but uh, this is how much I think that, that he could have a fantastic game because he's used in every piece of, the, of that offense. And, Tom, I'm going to go to your start. Yeah, I'm going I'm to start Raheem Mostert. I, I'm i trying to find the, the, the stats for you, but San Francisco runs the ball more than any team in the league. They want to win games by running the ball and playing defense. Kyle Shanahan... Kyle Shit is Scotty so disappointed he finished his cannon of a beer over there. Um, it's like a hundred. It's, it's only one beer. If you've seen <laughs> thirty-two <those>. ounces, <laughs> officer, listen to the podcast. Scotty just I had drank one beer. a gallon of awesome. beer. So I the can one. is actually pretty cool. If you've seen those like Bose speakers or those JBL speakers, <laughs> it's like what it looks like. A little bit bigger, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm start Raheem Mostert. I, I I could sit on a soapbox. I think and talk about. Uh, how smart Kyle Shanahan is and not taking risks and how they're going to win the game with guys that they trust. It, it's it's clear to me that Raheem Mostert has surpre- surpassed Tevin Coleman. Um, we talk about teams having a 1A, a 1B, and then you have like a third down or middle down back. Matt Breed is not going anywhere, but another running back can succeed on this team. Uh, and it's not Tevin Coleman, so it's Raheem Mostert. So you were looking for the stats. I, I pulled them up for you. Thank you. San Fran runs the ball the second most in the league next to Baltimore, which makes sense because Lamar runs the ball a ton. Yeah. Um, well, there's – yeah, you can go on to four, four running re- football reference and look at 
uh, rushing attempts just by running back carries. And yeah. I think they're one. They were it one would, four weeks would, ago. It would theoretically make sense because they have them at 50.12 for San Francisco. Percentage of plays in Baltimore at 55.2. Okay. So 5% difference for Lamar's runs. That makes 100% sense. Either way, they're running the ball a lot. And, 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 the, and the thing is, is um, when you go back, look at the correlation of their scores and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo succeeds when the other team is pushing San Francisco offensively. What you should look at is the correlation between teams that run a lot and winning teams, and all the teams that run a lot are winning teams, which is wild in the NFL that we've come to love. Right, but they're, but San Francisco's allowed to run the ball because yeah. that defense is so well. Unless the opposing team's offense can push San Francisco offensively, San Francisco's not going to pass the ball. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. They're going to run the ball. That's how they want to win games. I don't think Atlanta is going to push San Francisco offensively. No, they're not. That is that is factually accurate. So. And so my running back start, um, Corey put a little uh, note in here. It's actually it's actually good. It helps my argument. Um, Philip Lindsay is my running back start, and he says uh, with it is ninety five percent of all Yahoo leagues own uh, Philip Lindsay. Yet I looked at and saw that only two-thirds are actually starting him this week, which is kind of weird because they have a pretty positive matchup. Kansas City has, um, you know, a bottom 10 defense in all rushing really? categories. Bottom three now. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, They're well, bad. They have, They've they, been gashed. The funny thing is, too, is that they have a bottom three um, defense in first downs allowed to running backs. And when you look at the dominant rating for Philip Lindsay, which is a rating that shows all their offense goes through certain players, one quarter of the Denver offense goes through Philip Lindsay. And so that tells me that they're going to be using him a lot in third down situations where they're going to be going for first downs. That, that player is going to be getting a lot of first downs. So he's going to be heavily used in this game. I think those people over a quarter – of the owners are not playing Philip Lindsay this week. I think that they're dumb to not do that. Uh, this is a this is a major boost that you you need to be putting Lindsay in your lineup. Yeah, and I'm gonna p- kind of say something too. The last time he played the Chiefs, he had three fantasy points. So I think people are going to be scared about that. But that was when it was almost a split. The last five or six weeks, Lindsay has been the bell cow, and Freeman has been barely used, if at all. So you can't compare what he, he did in week six against Kansas City then. Right now, if right. he's the bell cow, he's going to get the carries and he's going to get the yards. There's probably people that have seen that. That, that might be the reason why uh, there's a shocking play, number yeah. that are not actually But playing. I'm not scared that Freeman will cut into time here. So. No, not anymore. Alrighty, so my running back start of the week is Adrian Peterson. He is 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues, you bunch of clowns. <laughs> like yo loses. I am beside myself. Even with Darius Geis on the field, AP was putting putting in work. You know, he posted fifteen point nine points two weeks ago. Then Geis goes down last week and AP fills in with Tony Carries and puts up thirteen point six. The dude might be in the twilight of his career, but he can run the football with the best of them. I mean, those are running back one lower tier running back one, high tier running back two numbers. Imagine if he had a halfway competent offensive line in in Washington that hasn't quit on the season. Like he pulls, he does pull a tough matchup with the Eagles. They're the seventh ranked run defense, but I'm starting him with confidence. 
if you're lacking running back or flex depth. I know we talked about in our previous podcast with him versus A.J. Brown. Those are two solid plays. If it's AP versus a lot of other guys, I'm just going to play AP. He should return running back two numbers as a floor this week, just based on the volume he's going to be, uh, you know, allowed or I don't know what the word is, but the the volume that he's going to be given alone. If he's fortunate enough to get fortunate enough to get the call on the goal line and sneak in to grab a touchdown, he could sniff running back one territory, no problem. And then the flip side of this coin for my running back sit. Guy you might not anticipate, I've got Alvin Kamara as my sit this week. He's probably 100% owned. I would, I didn't look, but I would guess he's 99, 100% owned. But he's facing the fourth-ranked Indianapolis defense, and after a horrid 4.3-point outburst last week against San Francisco, where his team put up 46 points, it has me very, very concerned with what Kamara's role is in that offense. If he's not involved when your team's scoring 46 points, I'm greatly troubled by that. Again, an, a tough Indianapolis matchup on the horizon is not the bounce-back game that he's really hoping for. I'm sitting Kamara easily this week in favor of my running back start, Adrian Peterson, and any of the running backs that the, the other TSF experts have suggested. And that's why I actually threw in those percentage owned things so I could harken back to it right now. Pat Laird, 41% owned. Raheem Mostert, 79%. Phil Lindsay's probably not available at 95% owned, but... If you can grab Laird or Raheem Mostert in your league and play them instead of Alvin Kamara, I will 100% do that this week. Yeah. Um, I just want to piggyback on this. This may end up being a, a bit longer of a podcast, but it, it, we're going into fantasy playoffs, and we're starting to under you know look back at what certain players have done. Alvin Kamara is a guy I think in 2020 we're going to be talking about as a second-round pick. He's not going to be the top-five pick that he was this year. You look at what he did three years ago, splitting time with Mark Ingram. His efficiency was through the roof. He's only gotten worse with more touches. And I think that this offense, I think Alvin Kamara's role on this offense is supplemental. I do not think Alvin Kamara is a bell cow. I think he's filthy. I think he's nasty. I think he's one of the best running backs with the ball in his hand. Do I think he can get the ball 30 times a game and succeed with it? No. You know who he compares to? Tevin Coleman. I was gonna. I was just gonna say that he's a little I mean, bit te- better. Te- I mean, he's, 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 he's a way he's better. A, he's, he's a, a better, better than Yeah, he's a better fan. <laughs> better talent. But I understand where you're going with that. And same with him. With I mean, it, it's, it's very hard yeah. to sit there and say I'm gonna sit Alvin Kamara, but but you're in playoffs. Separate the name from the numbers. Yeah. But then, then again, it's like people were fine with sitting David Johnson, cutting him. So yeah. I mean, I sat Labellusik, but. On paper, you're you're starting this guy each week is 100 percent owned, but you separate the name from the yeah, numbers. He's burned me. I was lucky to get in the playoffs. Yeah, not with his help at all. I'm not going to start him because he did nothing for me. Exactly. And so with that, Lev Bell is my running back. Sit another first yeah. round, first <laughs> round running back. That when I looked at who I wanted to sit this week, uh, it was an easy one for me because I've already had that conversation of I don't believe this week that Bell is going to have a good game. We're sitting here midway through the third quarter, and he's around seven fantasy points, where is what I've kind of expected what his floor is going to be. It's going to tell me now, you know, is he going to get a touchdown and make it well, or is he not going to get a touchdown? Because he has not rushed over 70 yards the entire season. And the last 70, 70 yards, 
the entire season. And when you look at the Baltimore defense matchup wise, just to throw this out there, they have now cemented themselves as the third best defense in the NFL. They're in the um, top three in all statistical categories, including rushing. And at this point, with what I heard from trade rumors and Lev Bell saying he wants more touches, and even going back two weeks ago, he had 10 touches uh, or 10 rushing attempts and then 12 rushing attempts the, the week before, I, don't, I didn't see or don't see a, a trend where he's going to be getting a lot of work in this game against Baltimore. However, I haven't seen much of Montgomery. I haven't seen much of Powell. Um, Powell's out. Is Powell out? Okay, so that, that actually makes a lot of sense. So Bell at 67 yards is on pace for his game of the season. For the game of the yep. season. Wild. Um, but that is also, when you're looking at it, is realistically the only thing you've even seen the Jets do against Baltimore is just run the ball. Um, I thought with a lot of the attitude things saying, give me the ball and, um, you know, the squeaky trade wheel. talk the is squeaky that, wheel. yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess this would be against the grease, but Ga- Gase, not, not with Gase. <laughs> yeah, Ga- Ga- that's the thing is I did not, Jets are bad. the exact <laughs> reason is I thought Gase was going to say, no, I'm the coach. I'm going to do what I want. Um, I still wholeheartedly believe even if he gets nine fantasy points, I'm not happy with my first round running back getting nine fantasy no. points. Right. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I mean, there's my safe floor, but you need to win this week. The nine points out of your first round pick is not going to do it. Yeah, and he's got two catches for one yard, which you saw Le'Veon Bell play in Pittsburgh as a wide receiver, like slotted out multiple times. Are the Jets misusing him? Probably, because well, Gase is stupid. 100%. But, they also can't block. There was a, a yeah. stat. I didn't read into it. I just read the headline like I, like I, like a butthead. Um, but it was saying how bad the Jets' offensive line was, and I was like, all so they they lost a bunch of players to injury they lost yeah. uh was it not Colecio Semley but um it might have been him actually the, the left the tackle guy you were talking about that just left he he was he wanted to have surgery right and they told him no you're fine <laughs> on a torn labrum as an offensive lineman they told him no you're fine he went and had three opinions and he and had a torn out. labrum and he was like I'm done I'm out they, I'm quitting that's the Jets but you I mean you just watch the Jets play Le'Veon Bell. The Jets lost to Cincinnati. Le'Veon Bell picked up passes his whole, or picked up pass rushers his whole career in Pittsburgh, and he was great at it. You're not going to go out and block for a team that you don't believe in. So he's not. I mean, he's got. He he, he doesn't want to be there anymore. But I'll, they I'm, just miss. Like on well, paper, they have a lot of like. Robbie Anderson's great. Crowder's great. Bell's great. They had a great Darnold's team. not bad. Darnold's a good quarterback, but. They just what's miss, gonna happen? They what's miss gonna happen? manage it like crazy. If, crazy. If this Gaze is going to ruin his career. To trade away their uh, – or they Down. try to tr- trade away Jamal Adams. Like, no, you, you keep this guy for your and future. And why do you get upset this. him? Why do you go out of your way to shop him or listen and to offers? And even now, it's like, all right, in your offseason, we're going to try to trade Jamal Adams and LaBelle. Why tell them now? It's yeah. like, just and, wait till the offseason. And you yeah. know that they're going to have to eat contract for that. You I can't believe they called that a fumble. Donald was down. Like a thousand percent. Jermaine Bogart is on the field. Yeah, we've got to be. His yes. name is Jerome. That, that is, that, <laughs> he doesn't deserve nope. his name yeah. to be pronounced correctly. <laughs> Jer- he kneeled Jerome Bogart. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Booger McFarlane. Of, um, uh, right. Who's up now, Tom? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going now. I'll keep this quick. Bo Scarborough. Uh, for those of you who did, did decided to jump on that, uh, you can sit him this week and feel okay about it. Yep. Okay. Mine's Devonta Freeman. He came back last week. I think Craig had him as a start 
last week. It was a big hit. He had a great game. He had his first rushing t- touchdown of the entire season, which was crazy. But he's love pl- it. He's playing San Fran. Um, I mean, they're don't the, love it. They're the best defense, and he is very questionable to play. So if he doesn't play, then I'm I'm having to you know t- take it out, which is kind of interesting. Do you pick up a guy like Brian Hill? Probably not. Randomly Hill the last week had no, a pretty big play. It was um, weird. But even he when he was the better with Freeman there. Right, yeah. So when, when he wasn't like there. Tevin like Coleman. Tevin Coleman. I was going to say, <laughs> yep. there, exactly. there, there are some guys that was like, oh, nope, maybe. Close catch. Marquise oh, Brown. That, that, that helps. Toe tapper. Oh, it's few, weird. It's reasons. weird that they called it a touchdown and then went to review it. <laughs> as they are directed to do. Scotty. Wide receivers. What? Yeah, you want to you jump into your wide receiver start? One yeah, and one. a toe drag. Or That's we... two. No. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No. Anyways, yeah, so sit Freeman. My wide receiver start is Anthony I Miller. I know he's got a tougher matchup, but the last four weeks he's been getting targets. He's been getting either a touchdown or a, a lot of yards. So um, I think he's a good flex play. I wouldn't you know, put him as your WR3. Um if you're struggling for a flex play, like all these RB sits, I would sit and start Anthony Miller over him. So he is my start with confidence, and I'll take this over to Tom. But Tom, I will not because you did yours. Craig, your so start. So mine is the guy that everyone's been disappointed with the last three weeks. The guy that's got like six fantasy points over those last three weeks. Um, and he's fully healed from his flu and from his uh, blood clot. Uh, whatever whatever it actually was in his like some contusion. Uh, but Tyler Lockett is my wide receiver start. A ton of people right now are not playing him, but he is a dominant wide receiver where if he's getting the work, he's going to be able to give you uh, a lot of fantasy points. I think that this week you're going to see a lot of people crying uh, sitting, sitting locking on the bench because of what you've seen recently. Like you have to understand, like when this guy was at his best this year, he was a wide receiver one. He was like wide receiver seven. And, they're playing Carolina, who's got new coaching, just just not great numbers. Uh, you've 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 seen them the, them give up a ton of numbers uh, to wide receivers this year. So you have to play Lockett, even if it isn't that great of a floor. What was his floor last week? Like six fantasy points. You know, I do not see that happening again. Um, but but at the but at the same time, like Tyler Lockett has that chance to go over 20 fantasy points and, and against a, a, a matchup like this, I, I I'm confident in him. He was my breakout player of the year. So, so I just want to, I just want to say you don't, don't second guess it. Just play the guy. I know he was disappointing you, but just play the guy. Just do it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, my wide receiver start of the week is Darius Slayton. We touched on him in the previous podcast in our, who would you rather segment or whatever we called it. But the kid can flat out ball, and Eli Manning loves looking at him. Last week, he had eight targets, five catches, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. That is a fantastic line and was good for 29.9 fantasy points and half-point PPR. So if he, he – oh, he also gets to go play Miami this week, and if he can come even close – if he, if he gives you half that production, you're looking at a very good week from Darius Layton in your fantasy lineup. This is the easiest start of the week for me. I, I jumped in right away and penciled him in, and I think Craig wanted to do the same thing, so yep. I don't want to take too much of it. I want I know you want you probably have some points, so I know he's your bonus start. I mean, it's just it's it is just kind of simple. We had kind of joked a little bit, I think, in the last podcast that it might be a trap, um, but sure. I really don't think so because even if 
he gets one long uh, reception, you know, say, you know, 30, 40 yards uh, and, you know, two or three other uh, uh, catches, you're still looking at a decent fantasy day for a a guy that is not really all that owned, not really all that played that much. Um, Last week, it was a lot of it was all within the first half against Philadelphia, which is an absolutely god-awful defense (laughs) in the secondary. Who locked up New England. (laughs) <laughs> well, but but I, I but here's the th- here's the thing. They're playing Miami. They have the the most the highest upside is Darius Slayton. Like I said last week, um, he has the highest upside. He has averaged. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't have the average, but the targets the last four weeks he played is fourteen seven nine eight. All really high target numbers. So he's going to be there. The one thing that makes me pause is Evan Ingram, but outside of that... Average of nine and a half targets, Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nine and a <laughs> half targets. Nine and a half targets. That so You're playing that guy. That was an easy Play touchdown, him. but the Patriots... We won't keep going into that. Corey, no. who are we sitting? My wide receiver <laughs> sit of the week is Stefan Diggs. I mean, it's obviously. I mean, just like you should know by now. I mean, he's he's been poopy. Well, yeah, poopy. We've been saying that for. We weeks. talked about the whole Keenan Allen or Diggs, and we didn't like either. But we lean. I think. Do we lean? I think we're leaning. We all lean yeah. to Keenan Allen. Like again, we've been saying it for weeks. Diggs is just too dang volatile to start in fantasy this year. We have no idea if Thielen's going to play at this point. Even if he is active, we have no clue how effective he's going to be or how long he's going to stay out there on the field. Diggs so far has proven to be incapable of carrying the load on offense and being fantasy relevant when he's the true number one receiver. He needs Thielen out there to draw some of that coverage. He goes on to face the league's third best passing defense in the Chargers. So I'm sitting Diggs. You should do that as well. And again, we're talking we talk about separating names from numbers. Diggs is 99% owned while Darius Slayton is hovering right around 56% when I did it. He's up to 60% now. Scott just showed me. Go pick up Darius Slayton and play him instead of Diggs. It's the smartest play you could possibly make. I mean, that's that's easy money. Darius Slayton's floor is higher than Diggs' ceiling right now. Boom. Lock it in. Boom roasted. And Boom roasted. <laughs> my wide receiver sit this week is my riskiest wide receiver or yeah, wide receiver starter sit throughout the entire season. And that is because he is a risky wide receiver starter sit on your roster. Uh, for the entire season after week five. We, the beginning part of the year, we had talked about the fact that Amari Cooper was someone who was, oh, look at that. He's consistent now. He's going to be uh, you know, able to, sh- to give Dak a top three quarterback in fantasy, which he did. However, somehow against the Jets, he scored under a point. Um, I don't see exactly too much what happened there, but when when he faces and it's notorious over year in and year out, even when he was with he uh, got the hurt Raiders with the Jets, the first play was that what it was? Try. Okay, yeah. all right. So I, I, outside of that, year in and year out, when he faces tough cornerback competition, he get goes invisible. Uh, he got a absolute goose egg against Stephon Gilmore, and when he was playing up against Darius Slay, he did not do very much at all. He had thirty eight yards on three receptions. Amari Cooper is that guy that does disappear at times, and I think this week is another one where he does disappear because he is facing a top three corner in Jalen Ramsey. They know that they're going to hone in on it. They know that um, Ramsey is going to be able to take him out of the game, and I know also that Dak has been struggling. The whole offense has been struggling, so it's just another trend that I I don't want to buy into this week. Amari Cooper, I'm sitting. 
Sorry, let me interrupt real quick. I've got a too juicy New England IPA mm. coming from very two roads. Scotty, yeah, Scotty was giving me it's tasty the uh, the it's juicy the seal of approval, <laughs> the seal of approval on the too juicy. Uh, sticking in New England, I'm going to stick with New England's defense, and I'm shutting down Tyler Boyd this week. Um, shut it down. Shut it down, gay. You're going to get a, people sick. A date, a date with Bill Belichick, a date with Devin McCourty, a date with Stephon Gilmore Gilly for Tyler Walker. Boyd is just not what you want going into your fantasy playoffs. On top of the fact that the fan, uh, the the Patriots are now coming off of two games lost, and in order. For a wide receiver to get um, fantasy points, they need to catch the ball, which means somebody needs to throw them the ball. And the guy who's throwing Tyler Ball uh, Boyd the ball is Andy Dalton, who I think is going to spend more time on his ass than his feet. The but, right rifle? But his butt. His butt. His excuse fanny. Me. His, his butt. Don't his swear. fanny. Excuse me. Um, I don't. I don't like uh, the outcome for Tyler Tyler Boyd in week. Uh, what is it, 15? 15. Yeah, week 15. Week 15, Sit Tyler Boyd. How you doing? Yeah, Gilly Lock out there. Gilly Lock, baby. I was saying Gilly Lock at the game. Nobody knew what I was talking about. I was like, do you guys not follow his the Twitter? Boogie like, man. Yeah, yeah, he's Gilly Lock. <laughs> All right, so my uh, wide receiver sit is uh, Tyrell Williams. I think this is, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he was a drop player yes. of us last week or two weeks ago, but I think people are still starting him because he's a – quote-unquote, number one receiver there. He hasn't done anything in weeks. Last week, 6.5 points before that one, before that three, 12 before that. But this guy is, is not doing anything that's that you can – you can't start this guy with confidence by any means. Guys like Zach Pascal, A.J. Brown, Darius Slayton, they're owned way less than Tyrell Williams. These guys will help you win a – league Tyrell is going to help you lose it so do not start him if you're still considering it my bonus start this week is Didi Westbrook Didi. mainly because I love me some Didi um but <laughs> DJ Chark <laughs> DJ Chark is probably leaning towards not playing I know he's week I mean, to he week he doesn't even practice so yeah. I would expect like we out. said and what I think Corey said, "If he doesn't get in uh, practice tomorrow at all, then it's a good sign he's not gonna, not going to play." So, a lot more targets There's, is going to go to Didi. He had seven last week, eight the week before that. Um, I mean, he's not really getting the ball too much, but without Chark there, it, they got to find someone else. So, I think he could have a great game, and also Chris Connolly could have a, a nice little bounce back game after being quiet the last couple weeks. What do you think about Keelan Cole? I should have done him as a, as, as a dart throw. throw. <laughs> <laughs> I, put, put him as your dart throw again. <laughs> I, I have like three weeks in a row one time, but uh, hey, I'm, one I'm time. done with that. So I'll give it. I'll get to Tom for his uh, bonus start. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Um, there's no Alshon Jeffrey when Alshon was out earlier this season. Uh, Miles Sanders saw five targets coming out of the backfield. One thing that uh, I and I would honestly say that Miles Sanders is the quote unquote workhorse back. Uh, if you will, he's the guy that I think – I know Boston Scott got a ton of touches, but he's the guy who's going to be winning games for Philly coming out of the backfield. Uh, the one thing that you want is a guy who can catch the ball. I think that Miles Sanders is going to catch the ball. I mean, uh, Wentz has to look somewhere, and Sanders is that guy. They spend a lot of time in the shotgun, uh, and Miles Sanders excels there. So I, I, I think that Miles Sanders is a strong play this week. 
I think I, I don't. I don't know that a lot of people are sitting him. Um, but this, if, if you're between Miles Sanders, and somebody else, you start. Well, they're probably scared because of the whole Boston Scott thing. Of, uh, yeah, don't right. Oh, Boston I think the Boston, Boston Scott no. thing's a complete outlier. No. But uh, I, I, where are we? Oh, it's kind of like Jonathan Williams. Yeah, I think we're at. Uh, <laughs> where is he now? Hey, he was good for two weeks. Let's go. Let's go top down on bonus sit. So Scott, go with yours. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is wrong. Yeah. No, this is wrong. Uh, Marquise Brown was. Oh, he is. I should have changed it yeah. by the time we got yeah, there. Yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> um, it's I the uh, top-shelf integrity I, I kind of forgot I, was, I had it there. But Marcus Braun was my sit because he's had zero fantasy points the last two weeks. So I don't know how you can... He really didn't do anything. Hey, hey you can't, close uh, you toe, can't play. I mean, this was the... This was the right call. I'm sorry. It was. Yeah. 100%. If he doesn't catch that, that long ball touchdown. Oh, me, me and Craig are the biggest Marquise nothing. Brown truthers, and we agreed with we you agreed. pre-game yeah. that this is a good He's pick. a boomer, boomer bust guy. He has six t- touchdowns the entire season. Well, right now he's, he's four targets, four three. catches, Touchdown dependent yards. Yeah. wide receiver. 45 yards, four. right? 45 yards. Yeah. Touchdown Which, dependent touchdown. wide receiver. 30, 30 of those yards probably were on that, that one play. touchdown. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was a fantastic touchdown point, grab. He's a great player. Yeah. That is a very accurate statement. So, we'll concede to that. Marcus Brown, yeah. that's a miss. He scored a touchdown. And biggest thing in fantasy to do, but I score it. touchdowns. Yeah. Right. Tom? Uh, David Montgomery, who's a guy who could score a touchdown, this is going to bust. But again, um, you know, the thing he, is, you can be right. If he scores a touchdown, you can still be right. Oh, absolutely, 100%. When I say that Marquise Brown is a touchdown-dependent wide receiver four, I mean that if he doesn't catch a touchdown, he doesn't deserve to be in your starting lineup. Right. And that's what Marquise Brown is. Like, If he doesn't catch well, a touchdown, that, he's not relevant. That, you're not saying he's a bad yeah. wide receiver. You're saying he's... No, he's and this is a stats are inflated by touchdowns, which doesn't mean that he's necessarily a good start because they're the hardest things to predict. Not there. Yeah. They're the hardest things to predict in fantasy football. I mean, you can look at trends and you can look at uh, you can make educated guesses on when guys are going to get touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, especially for a pass catcher like Marquise Brown, who's running a majority of his routes, uh, you know, down the field, yep. it's hard to predict. David Montgomery, when Matt Nagy's your head coach, it's hard to predict anything. <laughs> um <laughs> And it, this is a guy who can fall forward, but I, I'm not betting on it. I would start Miles Sanders over uh, Dave Montgomery. I would start Didi. I would start Terry Slayton. Mostert. We talk about Mostert. Uh, probably not Patrick Laird. La- Lard? Laird? I don't know. It's we'll got to be Laird. I, I actually I actually like the guy. It's a nice little underdog story. So I'll start him over David Montgomery. <laughs> but Montgomery, if we start talking about like positionally what he is, he's a touchdown-dependent RB3. And, and that's what Dave sure. Montgomery is. He, yes. He's not started. And we said sure. last podcast, he's had cake matchups. And he hasn't done it. And that's why yeah. I, he's not averaged a lot. He was a big guy for us. Well, for me, at least trade for this guy now. Cause it's, on paper, he has the easiest schedule out of any running back. And he's it's not like he's on, he's getting like 15 to 20 carries a game. And he's, he, and he's involved in the passing game. But I think the whole thing with, Cohen being more involved and Trubisky actually getting more confidence. Guys like Anthony, that's a big point. I was going to say A Rob and Cohen thing. is yeah. starting to get the, the fast work that he didn't get beforehand. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Jordan Howard got less touches and did more than David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, <laughs> Jordan Howard and did God forbid, bad. Jordan Howard. If he does, I know he is still he's iffy, limited, but best. if he does come back, then your starter David Montgomery is even makes even more sense because they get down to the goal line. I'm giving it to. Jordan Howard all day. I think you hit the nail on the head though. The, like the Mitch Trubisky resurgence has Scott, been. A, has I think it's a problem. Mix up his teams real quick. But, <laughs> what? Jordan I, Howard's on the Eagles. Now. Jordan Howard's on the Eagles. 
You were saying you Montgomery yeah. versus Howard. Yeah. True. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty's he's, canon. He's, I was just going to blow past it. Blue. I think the Mitch Trubisky resurgence is, is the best yeah, point, though. As bro. soon as he's, <laughs> as soon as Mitch Trubisky has started to throw the ball well again, Dave Montgomery's stats have taken a big hit. Yeah. And, and you've seen Tariq Cohen. It, 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 it's, a, it's a Jekyll. It's a, it, uh, Jekyll, it's a Jekyll and Hyde offense. I mean, you don't know what they're going to do. I, I I, personally could not trust it. So, so, anyway. so I bought no shares. Jordan Howard could get minus healthy and be cut, by the way. <laughs> So if Jordan Howard gets cut by the Eagles this week, plays for the Bears, <laughs> then what I just said is completely accurate. True. Scotty's Scotty's right. And if he signs, <laughs> if he signs before Saturday, I think he can travel. Could you believe that? <laughs> yeah. And then Jordan yeah. Howard scores a touchdown. Yeah. He's my dart throw of the week. Back um, to our sit. Craig, who's your sit? James Conner is my sit. And James the reason Conner. being is because the last six weeks he's been dealing with an AC shoulder joint issue. Progress where he was able to come back against Cleveland for five attempts, and he had to go out right away. Similar to, and I've mentioned it multiple Similar times, we Tom's have talked about it constantly <laughs> um, with Adam, Adam Thielen. There are players that you cannot trust uh, with their injuries where if they were to come back, that I'm going to start them right away. Um, especially with the fact that Buffalo is fairly good against the ground. Um, I don't want to play James Conner because I do not think that he's going to be able to last the whole game. Or even if he does last the whole game, they're going to be limiting his touches anyway. So there's going to be a ton of people out there like, oh, finally, James Conner is going to play. You know, his ownership actually went up 1% um, this past week, even though it is high. A lot of people have been holding on to him. They want to play him, but I'm sorry. Go with guys that you have been playing the last six weeks and don't go with James Conner this week because you're going to end up disappointed. He's not going to be getting all the work. Benny Snell, even though he didn't do well last week, was someone that they've been using. Uh, Jalen Samuels is someone that they've been using. Trey Edmonds, I'm not sure if he's actually going to be playing, but there are running backs there. Jordan Howard? To take <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Howard. Jordan Howard, if he gets caught. Uh, there are players there that will take away from his time. He's just, not going to get a full workload, Belkow. And, and think about how you're going to feel when you go and start James Conner and he gives you two points because he left in the first quarter. Which is what he did. Which is what he's done. He versus how you're going to feel... If you don't play him and he gives you 13 points, you're going to say, I still made the right decision by sitting him. It's not, you know, if he gives you 40, it might be a little bit different call, but like he's not going to go out and he's just not going to give you 40. If, if he this gives you 40 points, are also yeah. out of the playoffs. Yeah. The, the reason this guy is great is because he not. runs hard, but yep. he, he can't run that hard anymore. He's running back with a shoulder. His shoulders can fall yeah. off. Okay, there are three ligaments that hold your shoulder together. <laughs> when you tear them and you don't have surgery to Tom repair knows. them back together, it's very hard to, to hold on. To yeah, what do you got? You're going to AC joint, so. your labrum, and your subscapularis. <laughs> it's that's it, your entire shoulder. It's your entire shoulder. It's everything. It's a ball uh, and socket your, joint. <laughs> hold, held it's a, it's by, a ball and socket. Okay, held together by three things. Well, there's no socket. There's no ball. That's okay. true. All right, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Bonus or, uh, sit. Bonus sit. Allen Robinson. Um, I talked about this a bit with Aaron Rodgers, and it holds true with Allen Robinson on the reverse side of the matchup. Divisional matchups are scary. You toss in the fact that Green Bay has its best pass defense in years, and Mitchell Trubisky is still the quarterback in Chicago. I'm fully out on Allen Robinson for this one. Now, I'll be the first to admit that Mitchell looked great last week. He seemed to have regained some confidence, his, especially in his legs and his mobility. seems like he's moving a lot better than he had in previous weeks. But I need to see this on a much more regular basis and continued basis before I'm a believer in the Chicago offense again. 
This is probably my most questionable choice of the week, sitting Allen Robinson based on what he's done lately, but I think he's really more in the boomer bust territory than he than than you than you want out of where you drafted Allen Robinson and what you projected him to give you. I think the likelihood of him busting is far higher than him booming in this one. And now that we're in fantasy football playoffs, you really just can't take that risk. If it was week three, by all means, I'd say go for it. You can afford a zero spore of zero spot and probably still catch a W. But again, this is playoffs, and it really just means more. You can't risk a zero or a two or a three from Allen Robinson. I think you have better options. All of our wide receiver starts or our bonus starts like D.D. Westbrook I would start him over A-Rob Anthony Miller I would start over A-Rob Tyler Lockett of course I would start over A-Rob Darius Slayton I would start over A-Rob so yeah sit the guy boom moving over to the uh, tight end start uh, collectively we all eventually agreed on Ian Thomas uh, with the fact that we we do also have that caveat that Greg Olson you know uh, would have to be out for this but Ian Thomas um, you know, is is definitely going to be a good start this week. Uh, who was the one that actually put him in here? Uh, me and Tom put Ian Thomas in, and then I threw our tight end sit in as well as Austin Hooper. I think that was my my spearheaded your your sp- project there. San Fran. <laughs> it's so. the San Fran defense. That's really what it boils down to. They're not allowing a lot of points to tight ends in fantasy football. Hence, I'm sitting Austin Hooper. He's probably in- the one weapon that i would say atlanta has my outside of calvin well, there's also ridley. no there's no calvin ridley's on the ir so oh, i mean you, you have julio Devontae, and, and listen the quarterback has to be standing to throw the ball to austin hooper and yeah. so, i think matt ryan's gonna get sacked so now san fran has the ability to drop their safety down play maybe seven to eight guys in the box double team their tight end yeah. and say hey christian blake come beat me yeah, and so okay. Richard Sherman, Christian go lock Blake him up. Thank is you. My dart throw. Aren't they pretty? Um, Richard Sherman's out for the yeah. Richard, Richard, Richard Sherman's out, but th- besides the fine, point, Scotty, the, their no, other they guy, it was like I think two key <laughs> pieces in their defense last week. Beside the point, though, we did joke last podcast, and I think it's all serious that Atlanta is not going to do a very well, a uh, very good job. Uh, this week and that they won't be scoring a lot of points and for tight ends to get a lot of numbers it's going to be you know by touchdown uh so that's why i think you know we definitely say that hooper's not going to have a great week because if he's not going to do it in yards he's not going to do it in touchdowns he's not going to do it in fantasy points yeah thank you john madden um but we didn't really get to talk too too much about ian thomas um but last week when he was in uh, he was targeted 10 times and got a touchdown over 50 yards. You know, that's not something that a lot of tight ends will do is get over 50 yards. So with the touchdown and that, that spells against a really easy uh, tight end matchup in Seattle, he's going to have, um, you know, some, some good numbers, especially since, you know, that's something that they focus on a lot in Carolina is their tight ends. All right. We're going to jump into sleepers. Sleepers and dot throws, baby. Sleep, sleepers and dot. Oh, we'll wait. We'll get to we'll that. Wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. Uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside. I love how you said Ortega. <laughs> that's a, no, that's how it's you really, the yeah, proper Ortega. Barcelona pronunciation. Barcelona, baby. <laughs> he hey, didn't catch the football. Hey, listen. Uh, Alshon's dead, so somebody has to catch footballs, and apparently this is Ortega's thing. Uh, is he catches balls in the end zone? So I mean, hey, have a day. Go catch me a touchdown. Sleeper, how you doing, Thega? Ortega. My name's Scott Malcolm. Go, Cathemia. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't make fun of the dude's name. 
but <laughs> our Sega. Yeah, he's. It just it good. doesn't like it sure? just doesn't come up. Our Sega would be a lot cooler. Sega. Are we sure though that he does not have a lisp and that? He, no, he, he told he told way. he told a reporter that is how you pronounce it. Our Sega. He said, "That's my name. My name is Arthega. What's that? My th- <laughs> my name is Scott Malcolmson, and I have diabetes. Scott. <laughs> I had yeah. so Scott, your, a guy that does not have a diabetes is uh Marcus Johnson from we're not sure the about that Colts. I'm not sure, and do not quote me on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll check tomorrow. I'll, I'll call his doctor. But Marcus Johnson, the Colts. If T, if Ty, we're not here to diabetes shame yeah. anybody. I'm not a diabetes guy. Beefy. Beefy. Shout out, Beefy. <laughs> if Ty too. is out again, which Another he should be. he's not going to listen. <laughs> so Scott's, he, Scott's trying to give a take on a sleeper. Can we get off, off the thing? Thank this, you. This beef guy? <laughs> beefy. beefy. Beefy, the MVP of the Turkey Bowl? He was very good. Doug Demidome, owner of the Dimsdale Demidome? Very big. <laughs> All right, well, let's have a podcast on beef, okay? <laughs> so, Marcus Johnson, Colts wide receiver. He was my dart throw last week. He hit massively, 103 yards, a touchdown. This week, Parrish Campbell's on the IR. T.Y. is likely out again. Like we said, Jacoby Brissett is making players around him better. So, Pascal, Johnson should both have great games. I mean... Don't sleep on him. Sleeper worthy. Don't sleep on him. Now we're, we're going to go to Quig with a... Oh, can you please pronounce the, this next one with a lisp? This would be perfect. Brathad Perriman. Brathad Perriman. Brathad Perriman. So this is... The reason why I have Rashad Perriman as a sleeper this week is obvious. Uh, Mike Evans is out. Um, but one thing I have learned this fantasy football season is that Jameis Winston, no matter how many interceptions he throws, is going to put up fantasy numbers for all the players around him. And so Brashard Perryman, if he's going to be getting in the number two role or even the number three role, he is their deep threat. Um, well, sorry, Chris Godwin's still there. You can't take that away from him. But Perryman's uh, a typical deep threat receiver that is going to be able to at least connect on one of them. He has the last two weeks. He's gone over 70 yards in both last two weeks, 11 targets also over that span. And is definitely someone that I'm relying on, or I shouldn't say rely on, but it definitely can see if you have to start. Uh, he's a good player that, you know, if you need a boomer bust. Um, if if one of the nine, I mean, if you had eight of the nine players that went on IR this week, then you're just forced to play Brashard. You, you don't pl- yeah. you don't start Brashard. He's a sleeper, right? For sure. But he's he's definitely a guy that can at any point take one to the house, uh, based off Brithad. of a 50, 50 yard uh, touchdown. So that's where that is. And I took the other Tampa Bay wide receiver, Justin Watson, and not Scotty Miller. I'm liking this. uh, Justin Watson. I mean, Uh, this is a shotgun bet. Yeah, it's a shotgun. It's a shotgun bet written all over it. So I'm down. Uh, I wrote that he's. We honor them all the time, right? Yeah, well. Speaking of shotgun bets for sleepers uh, or Darthers, actually, you guys don't worry. You don't guys don't worry about it. Yeah, the, uh, you guys all owe me two from weeks ago. All right, don't but worry, Justin Watson, right. I have him. Uh, I I have him. Just watching the game last week after Mike Evans went down, he looked like he was the guy that's due to take over that Mike Evans role. If Evans is going to be out, he's doubtful right now. It looks like he's probably not playing again this season. Watson saw a lot of targets. Looks like he could potentially see a lot of targets moving forward. While Chris Godwin obviously is going to be the primary focus of defenders and 
you know, even Seamus Winston for that matter. But defenders are going to be now confidently double Chris Godwin and leave opportunities for other guys on the field. Craig's uh, sleeper in Rashad Perriman, I think, is a, is, is a good pick. I think Scotty Miller is also a good pick. But I think Justin Watson is the guy who's going to kind of step above and beyond these two other options. Um, I just don't really see Brashard Perriman. I was never impressed by him and his or by him in his time in Baltimore. I don't even know yeah, who Scotty Miller is. <laughs> so Scotty don't Miller. even look at that guy. But Watson looked good on the field. I was impressed by what he could do. And in limited time last week, he got the targets. He reeled all of them in, and he even happened to catch a touchdown for his troubles. So if you're in need of a wide receiver, you're a Mike Evans owner in your league, and for some reason, Brashard Perriman's already been picked, go have go get Justin Watson. I'd say even if Brashard Perriman's available, I'm going to take Justin Watson over him, but that's just where I'm at. That's me. You definitely, have, you don't have to ball. copy me, but the I'm pretty is, freaking cool. The thing is, is, it's definitely an offense to get a hold. Yeah, on. you want you want any piece in the Tampa Bay offense that you can. Because I mean, again, no matter Herman how many has picks been the is. number three guy all year, so yeah. But he and stinks uh, at football. Oh, dart throw, dart throw of the week. 15, 15, 15, 15. 15. Uh, I don't play Madden. <laughs> Um, but if I did play Madden, I would want this player on all of my teams. I just, I just, he reminds me of Mike Alstott. Kyle, you do Uchek not compare anyone to Mike Alstott. Are I you kidding ever, me? I have Uchek a Mike Alstott jersey, but he, yeah, you sh- Mike Alstott was nasty, and yes, so was a Kyle but Uchek. He scored touchdowns. Yeah, but he does Uchek it. does not carry the ball like a friggin' tank. All right. Well. I mean, he, to throw. Tom, yes. I do love him. He's, yes. the best he, he's, fullback he's, in the he's, he's he's a great fullback. Uh, you guys heard of Patty Ricard? Um, uh, he's a dart throw. You want a touchdown? Daddies. Check, check that. Yeah. San Francisco backfield. Who knows? Mine's Buck Allen. Who was and, somehow um, a fullback. Well, yeah, he's he's using, and I think a couple. Because he's a thick boy. He's a big. He's a bucket buck buck. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of thick, your name's Buck. You play fullback. Oh, you're doing ham again? Uh, No, that was Tom last week. Oh, Tom. So I I told. I I should have taken. Well, there's not many fullbacks that I know of. I was trying to scour uh, all the teams. It's slim to none. Uh, Are we actually all doing fullbacks? I'll change my mind. No, I mean. The, I don't even know who Greg Ward I, is. I thought Greg Ward was a fullback. No, no, sorry. <laughs> well, hey, we're ruining the dart throw. Eagles. Sorry. Yeah, Eagles wide yeah. receiver. Sorry. All right. Oh. All right. Do, do your CJ Ham two second thing. All right, you're done. I don't have one. It's All just right. a fullback. I just Corey. figured yeah. doing it. I, I, I didn't know we were doing I fullbacks. Like a lot, I was going to take Patty Ricard, but he played tonight. He hasn't done anything. So I'm going to stick with Greg Ward. Uh, same same concept as JJ Arthega. Like He's an Eagles wide receiver who's healthy, and he's going to be on the field. Who else does Carson Wentz have to throw? So, team? so use checks the fullback for San Francisco. Bucket. I don't even know where Bucket Giants. Is now. The Giants. So he's the back of, of Saquon. Saquon. They moved the Wayne Gallman. Gallman's to, a healthy scratch the last two weeks. And Craig C.J. Ham is look out, uh, fullback in Minnesota. Okay, and Greg oh. Ward's a wide receiver in Philly. So uh, you want to check be, some some To be really fair, we were doing fullback. To be fair, Greg Ward used to be a defensive back, and they converted him to wide receiver. So I'm technically picking a defensive player. So he's Troy Brown. My so, second defensive player of the year, if you count Landon Roberts. <laughs> so so those are our uh, second start. to last dart throw of the year. Yeah, we'll have to come. Yeah. We're gonna have to do all of the dart throws. We're gonna. I'll go back and look at who we owes might, all we're, the dart we're, throws. We're going to calculate everything. We might have to do point. a community power hour again just to make up for all the. Oh, dart throws. oh, Ooh. last last podcast is power hour. Okay, one hundred percent. 
I thought you were going to yeah. say community there will service. Be no last like, podcast. Too. Yeah. <laughs> last ordered. podcast of the season. <laughs> After last everybody podcast. drives home from the studio. Of the oh, regular pit. season. All right. So six. Eight years of <laughs> My podcast made me do it. All right. Uh, what is this? Podcast 48. That's our start yeah. and sits. Week one of some people's fantasy playoffs. Yes, yeah, some people are in yeah. the semifinals. If you're in a league full of psychopaths, so that play there's the no league. Well, well cuz we're we're in a 10 team league where four teams make it, so our playoffs start week 15. That's so gross. Um, but any teams that expand over that, you likely started last week. So if you're in your semifinals, good luck. If you're not, that sucks. Also if your team go or if your league goes to week 17, just change that. You're stupid. Stop okay, just stop yeah. listening to us. If luckily you're in 17. You're, you're not, not welcome. Yeah. No, 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 we, no, we, we will not we will you play defenses or kickers. Yeah, there no, will no, be no we, advice for week seventeen. We will, but it'll be you know we'll probably do like we, our. Uh, I'll be probably gloating about my power selecting back. That's yeah. when we'll I mean, do the power hour. I'm gonna take an hour long to talk about how many victories I had in the leagues. Week seventeen is fun to do like a like a <laughs> draft still brag for an hour. One of one of his victories is gonna be that AJ Green came to the field to warm up and still didn't play. We're gonna so go, anyway, we're going to go done. over our bold predictions, too, from early in the year that I hit pretty much all of them. Um, uh, don't get me started. Zach Taylor. Close us out. Bengals do it. Stink. Let's go. You know who's not the quarterback? It is Ryan very Finley. obviously very important. Tensions are even more heightened than last year to get your questions out to us at Top Shelf FNTSY over on Twitter or Instagram. Go ahead and message us if you need to as well. It is, again... Tensions are heightened in the semifinals. You're going to make your finals next week. Money is on the line. Go to our website at topshelfantasy.com and stay fluid and stay loose. In any weather, I'm never better. Your boy's so hot, you never catch me in the next man's sweater. If they hate, let them hate. I drop your whole